Welcome to another episode of the Voluntary Tackle, the only NRL podcast willing to drag another podcast into its drunken debauchery. In this particular episode, we've been graced with the presence of one Big T from Sports Best Friends, from Chasing Kangaroos. Uh, You're also from Australia's Most Wanted, but we're not going to bring that up right now. Big T, welcome to a drunken session on TVT. That's very nice of you to say that that you dragged me on, where I begged you um, pathetically online and then... And then in real, in real life. Uh, but it's, it's fantastic to be here. It's great to be drunk. It was great to go to a pub. Yes, we've just come back from a good session. In fact, I don't know if it's what this says about us, but as soon as it became legal, we went and got smashed. Like on the day, this is the Friday, mm. that it became nationally legal mm. to reserve your spot. You still had to social distance, mm. although I noticed you were lounging yourself around the other patrons, which <laughs> I didn't respect. You, you were a little bit. You had your arms around strangers. It was a bit strange. But um, but you were out to go down there legally. We had a bit of a schnitty and had a palmy and yeah. had a few beers. It's been good fun. Now, now listeners of TVT would know that you love chasing the truth, but that thing about me lounging around other patrons, I didn't put my arm around anyone, but I did go to the bathroom and overheard two blokes talking about referees and then like sidled my way back up to those poor bastards and then insisted on them starting their debate again and letting me uh it was it was like i didn't even arbitrate i don't know what i was doing there i was just i was an audience really you really were but i noticed i had to go to the bathroom subsequent to that Mm. i didn't want to get dragged into it i was waiting for so long you were waiting for so long but you almost made them go to the bunker like you made them replay Mm. their entire argument as to why there should or shouldn't be a second ref And to be honest with you, I didn't want to get involved, but it would have been rude of me to walk by, urinate, and say, sorry, I don't want to have anything to do with this discussion. Well, there's only eight other people in the pub, (laughs) and six of them weren't in the conversation, so you kind of had to be part of it. Super awkward if I didn't participate. Now, you you came up with a brilliantly TVT line about all... all 30, 26 players should now be referees, and then we and it's cost saving, really. If you think about it, I hadn't thought of it because one of the one of the guys who will never know his name no. uh, was passionate about the fact that there should only be one referee, and I and he asked me directly. He said, "What do you mm. think?" And I said, "I think there should be one referee per player." Yeah, and I know that's going to be absolutely uh, it's going to blow the budget, yeah. obviously, but. Uh, but you're going to get really forensic, and I'll be damned if there's ever going to be a, a ruck infringement from yeah. then on. Yeah. Um, and I don't think he agreed with me. He, he gave me a wry grin, um, and then I bid him farewell. I, I doffed my cap. Um, but this is the kind of thing that happens that I've missed from going down to the pub, <laughs> is having these Humiliating kind of, people. <laughs> exactly. Having yeah. a, a serendipitous conversation and then saying something completely absurd on purpose. I, I want you to think this through more. So do the 26... Uh, get get put onto a player. Is that done through, uh, like, do, do you do you build your way up to getting put onto Mitchell Moses or or, or to Cam Smith or mm. and for Origin are there different referees? Like, is it a selection process or is it the same twenty six and they just get kind of randomly shuffled? Or yeah, look, there would definitely be a hierarchy. 
Right. Um, let's face it. If you, you, I guess, if you're, you're first out, uh, you probably go. All right, today you've got Nat Butcher. He's not going to move very fast. He's not going to be very evasive. It's going to be an easy gig, right? You just need to stick to Nat Butcher like glue. But of course, if you were, say, you, you know, you're top of the tree referee, you probably have multiple referees on someone like Cameron Smith. Is it? Just I more think than so. Twenty-three, or do they get taken off other players? I think you probably have four or five refs on someone like Cameron Smith if you want to straighten him out. If you think of it in like a parole officer, right? Because you want Cameron Smith to straighten up and, and fly right. Mm. Okay, so one referee is not going to be enough. Mm. So you're going to need multiple referees. You're probably going to need someone with some kind of taser gun just to say to Cameron, "Look, you can't grab someone's head and make it a, a wingnut screw." But do they end up being like reverse lawyers where Cameron Smith goes in? There's an infringement in the ruck, mm. and then the the, the and you know Jesse Bromwich's referee says that was Jesse Bromwich's penalty, and oh. then the Cameron Smith one goes, no no, Cameron Smith the re, the Cameron Smith referee yeah. says no no, that was Cameron doing this, and then we get referees debating on field about who was the player who was most well obviously in infringed. that case when there's <laughs> when there's an argument between the refs the twenty six refs yeah. <laughs> Which um, I think you'd, you'd have to go to the bunker. Oh fuck! <laughs> and and here's my little twist on this: have multiple bunkers, yeah. um, because <laughs> one bunker alone may not be enough to solve, uh, you know, the consternation that would exist within the judiciary. I would want maybe a best of seven. <laughs> I'd have a bunker in every capital city in the country, and I'd say at the end of it, after we've done a, a preferential voting system, first past the post, um, we every think. Game. Every game, yeah, it's on Fox, yeah. We think Cameron Smith made a ruck infringement. You'll find out in six or seven weeks, yeah. you know. It's a, <laughs> this is a, <laughs> that's the way I, I... Look, that's my paradise for the NRL. I don't know how you see it, T. I think Clarky. Is it Clarky? Who's that guy who's always doing polls on social medias? It's probably... I think that's TVT, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> Oh, fuck, you're right. No, on Instagram, there's a guy, I think it's Clarky. Anyway, he loves a poll and a weird thing. Does he? Loved it. he was is he the guy others. copping so much heat at the moment? That, is it Clarky copping a lot of heat that I... Because I don't... I sort of sit on the sideline of the social media world. I'm a yeah. bit like the guy with the spitballs at the parade. I don't get involved in the parade, but I like standing on the sidelines and being critical of everyone. That's mm. my personality. Um, but I, I have seen a lot of heat for this Clarky, Clarky uh, Rugby League or something. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know much about him. But oh, I'm going to leave him alone because there's enough people out there. Okay, B- so B- you T obviously are aware of him. Oh, yeah. But the, uh, that's the great thing about being omnipotent is that people tell you things and you go, oh, that's a nice thing to hear. But yeah. can I tell you a drunk story? That, and this is going to be a great drunk story because people are going to listen to it sober and go, fucking hell, this fucking guy. But this, I learned about spitballs because in year seven, I went to the Bowman PCYC. My parents shipped me off there for a weekend at the PCYC, as you do. I as you do, yeah. Trying to have sex yep. or whatever parents do <laughs> at the time, and the uh, and and I know that because we not that I know they had sex. Sorry, I know that we went to the <laughs> PCYC because we caught the we got the bus. They got they got a whole bus together, and we went out to Parramatta Stadium, which is where the Sydney fucking Tigers were playing at the time, and and we stopped at McDonald's on the way. We got McDonald's, got back on the bus. And Just Joey Lalua's uh, routine before <laughs> yeah, a Tigers game. Yeah. yeah. And he uh, and we're on the back of the bus and, and people are 
have got the straws and they've, and they've got the paper and the thing and, the, and there's a big rule going around the back of the bus that said no gollies. And I didn't know what spitballs or gollies were at the time and I was just like, oh, you yeah, know, gollies. You were civilised. Yeah, well, well, but I was learning quick because I was just like, what the fuck are we doing? So I was learning not what to do. Anyway, we got on the bus blah, 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 and then um, I, we watched the game of the Tigers, I'm presuming lost, and uh, we came home and, and stayed in, in the PCYC in a dormitory style like... Um, full metal jacket kind of vibe where I really don't know how I survived. It was a terrifying... My memory of it is terrifying and I don't know... Nothing bad happened to me, but why would my parents send me to that? Is there a chance that uh, you will put up for adoption? And, and this, is the, <laughs> this is the kind of PR spin that your parents have subsequently given you. Yeah. You go, no, you were just at a Tigers game for yeah. six to nine months. Look, this is obviously a forum for the listeners. Uh, we probably haven't really introduced fully what's happening, but oh. this is a drunken session of the podcast, and we don't have any particular rugby league agenda. But the good, oh, yeah, exactly. See, the good thing about inviting someone on a, on a drunken session is the fact that, well, obviously, my own stupidity doesn't absorb everything. But T, you're a very planned and measured gentleman, and I quite like that about you, gentlemen. And you've come with certain. I mean, look, I'm props. Uh, this is exactly this is a non-visual medium, but there are uh, over twenty weird pieces of paper in front of me. Oh, there's forty. I mean, I'm I'm very drunk, so I can't. I should have got that. Should have been eighty because I'm seeing double. Um, and I don't know what. I think this is part of some kind of drinking game. Am it I is. right? So, so in front of us now, there is your workspace. Yes, this is where I've been working COVID from. workspace. Exactly. Uh, I have on, on, a, on an array of beautiful, important, it says here, important uh, small... <laughs> it actually does. What kind of post-it notes say uh, important? Surely. Is there surely another answer. set somewhere that says frivolous? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, That's they, what I'm hoping. And, and all of them have a, have a year on them, and on the back... Has mm. the team that won that year, and at different times during the podcast, I'll just or you and I'll just pick them up and just right. shout the year, and then the other person has to say who won. Oh, can it, I do one now? Can we do yes. a little bit of a, okay? I'm not looking. I suppose I'm not supposed to oh, look. Is that look, right? I guess. Yeah. All right. So I'm, I'm apparently supposed to read this out to you. The year is 1988. Who won the NRL Grand Final? Well, the Tigers arrived. It was Canterbury. Okay. How dare you? So who, I didn't so need. So do you drink, or is it only if you? Oh, drink we never discussed this. Yeah. No, I don't think that's. I think we're too good at this game to make the other person drink. But yeah. maybe that's why we should. Maybe you drink the drink you're drinking, but you don't have to drink right, the shot. I can do that. I've had uh, a few beers now and about six gins. Yeah, which is an interesting combination. I don't think many people throughout history have thrown so much low grade lager together with quite nice spirits. So bin and gin would be bins. You've mm. been drinking bins all night, which is essentially where um, a lot of my sensibilities come from. <laughs> the trash. Now the other thing we've got is. Sound. The uh, NRL traders for 2020. I've become mildly obsessed, moderately obsessed. Uh, and so at some stage tonight as well, we're going to open a pack and then like give some clues and see if the other person can get who the person is on the card. I love it. So these are 2020 edition trading cards, yeah. rugby league trading cards. Now, we haven't looked. All I've done is attempt to open a corner of the packet, which, by the way, pre, pre-record uh, was a humiliating process because it took me about seven minutes. To open a packet Gnawing of Gnawing like a rat. Yeah. <laughs> T said, use my teeth, and I did. And I think um, that made it worse somehow because I drew blood on my finger. <laughs> I don't know how I did that. Um, but I, I actually love this idea. Um, now, 2020 trading cards. I have a question for you straight away. Mm. Now, obviously, people who make this shit, presumably the NRL, they want to make some money off this kit, right? Like, I'm assuming. So is there a chance they just leave out the shit players? 
Because is there a like a a fan out there that would want the complete set? Mm. And they go, oh, I've got the, all of the trading cards, but I can't find a yeah. Nat Butcher. They're not going to be devastated about that. Mm. That's my quandary. I want to know how... I'm with you. I want to know how they come up with the selection process because there are some where you're just like, how is this old man? But mm. I think the problem that they have is that they don't know who's going to be great. Mm. So, so some of them could be, you know, could have breakout seasons. But I no, there's nine players. You'd think that out of a squad of you know 17 that mm. there'd be already nine that are pretty well well this is my second hypothesis is would the people manufacturing these cards make more of the shitter players like uh, would there be more sean lanes than mitchell moses's at the Parramatta? so you'd have to trade them off like currency to get a mitchell moses because right. if you're going to make Fuck. an a if you're going to make an economy... I'm, I put Sean Lane above Mitchell Moses. Let's keep going. <laughs> Use our own before yeah, we keep going. Exactly. Well, I will say this for the record, but his name just sounded funny for comedy reasons, but I actually think Sean Lane can hit a hole with the best of them. The fuck is Sean Lane? And, and you know what? The other problem that I have is when I've met a player, I love them, and I've met Sean Lane, and he's such a nice bloke. I haven't yet met Mitch Moses. I'm sure he's a lovely bloke as well. He has some great TikTok, uh, Instagram-y things with, with Luke Brooks before... Uh, they all moved out with each other. But Sean Lane, yeah, I rate Sean Lane. And also, wait, but you can't brush past that. What? How did you meet Sean Lane? I, my my cousin-in-law turned fifty, and his brother-in-law. Fuck. My my brain's already exploded. Yeah, I'll draw you a treat. They, uh, his brother-in-law, for his fiftieth, bought him a diamond member for the Manly, and he said, "You can't go." So that's it's a you know a great seat to every um to every game, but then all these extra like fan. <laughs> things that they get to go to and then his brother-in-law said but you don't want to do that by yourself so he bought him fucking two diamond memberships whoa and how much do they set you back oh it's like 500 bucks yeah right anyway so then so then he he naturally took all of his friends so when manly played the tigers at home he took me when manly when manly played you know st george he took someone else it was fucking so the entire year is just seeing his friends yeah and then this members thing that they had in manly where where the players just came and met the the diamond members he said, T, you want to come? I was like, fuck, of course I want to come because half these people play for the Kangaroos or New South Wales or all <laughs> Queensland. Fuck, as if I'm going to miss an opportunity. And ps.com.au, Daily Cherry Evans is the nicest bloke you'll ever meet in your fucking entire life. He spent so much time dishing shit out on New South Wales and, and Queensland people. I said to him, outside of the top eight, which team are you, are you most worried about? Hoping he would say the Tigers. And he said, Brisbane, because Brisbane's fucking excellent. And you know yeah. who crept into the top fucking eight that year? Brisbane. It was a great chat. He's such a great bloke. <laughs> Fucking hell. DCE as well. We should talk about him because I actually think he is in that weird bracket of player who does cop a lot of mm. shit that he probably doesn't deserve. And mm. a lot of the time it's because he actually enunciates his words properly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I was listening to, I think it was uh, Justin Horro's podcast uh, about a week ago and they happened to have Mitchell Pierce and Kieran Foran on. Oh, wow. And, they, and he got asked, Kieran Foran, you know, at that great manly team that he was at, who were your mates? Who did you look up to? Great and question. He, he literally listed everyone. Oh, no. But DCE. Wow. And that's when it's your halves partner, you realize this, there's more to that story. Now, I'm, I'm in that camp that suggests that he actually is a good person, but he's one of these guys that doesn't necessarily jive with the rugby league norm. So he's mm-hmm. kind of in this this kind of in-between zone. You know what? Uh, when I first started my career, a close friend of mine at the time who was doing the same career said, 
I don't like this person because if you're not Which good, is juggling for the record. Um, <laughs> and they said, if you can't juggle well, if you're not a good juggler, then you're not a good person. And I remember saying to that person then, that's not true. If you're not good at your job, that doesn't mm. mean you're not a good person. You of can be not. shit at your job and an excellent person. And the same way that you can be a shit person mm. and be excellent at your job. And in fact, I'll go the other way and say, if you're exceptionally good at juggling, you're probably a cunt. <laughs> Yeah, is my take on it. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, as, oh, I'm terrible at juggling, obviously, listeners. The um, and so I, there's a part of me that thinks, you know, a lot of people can hate this here because they're working with him, mm. and he might be really shit to work with, but he might actually be a nice bloke. He's just a rugby league anomaly, isn't he? Yeah, be- but he could still be a good player, but sh- be a, be a shit team member maybe mm. i don't know i've never played rugby league no of course but I've, we know that it's a that whole there's, where there's smoke there's fire analogy right where in state of origin there was clearly a crop of great queensland players mm. oh yeah that never went on the record and said yeah. we don't want to play with dce but uh he was on the outer and just the their body language when they were asked about the question they squirmed a lot in front of yeah. the camera you knew there was something there culturally mm. Where and it might not be his fault at all, but he didn't jive with that team. And this team was arguably the best team that's ever been assembled. This was the Queensland team that almost won ten from ten. Mm. When you're an outsider in that environment, regardless of who you are, maybe you are up against it. Maybe Daly Cherry Evans is the most misjudged person of the modern era, is what but I'm trying to say. He, he might be shit. He could be. He could be the kind of person that would swindle your grandmother yeah. out of a winning lottery ticket. And I don't know. I do know that the time that we won the series, Cooper Cronk wasn't playing. Daily, Daily Cherubins, like bought the dummy that, that um, Hodgson sold and, and we scored off it. So, you know, <laughs> there are, there's a lot of mitigating. It, it was a lovely block to me that night and I'm now, and I will now, you know, follow Daily Cherry Evans um, and say that he's a nice guy, but I can definitely see that he might be... He might also be shit. How the fuck would I know? Now, look, listeners, before we do anything else, um, I want to sidetrack you because that's what the voluntary tackle does. Let's well, be I'm honest. Well, I'm trying to sidetrack. Oh, okay. Sidetrack. No, you sidetrack us first, yeah, T. Yeah, 1982. Um, would that be the Parramatta Eels? It would be. Can you tell me for a bonus sip? <laughs> okay, yep. How many grand finals have they won, including that one? Ever? Or in the 80s? No, in 1982. How many grand finals did Parramatta win in 82? Just the one? No, no. In 1982, how many grand finals had they won, including 1982? Oh, that is a good question. I will say two. Yeah, you cannot have a sip. Yeah, no, because I know that that was their sort of breakthrough decade, wasn't it? Mm. In fact, only decade. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, now, um, being a voluntary tackle podcast, we, we one of our members is leaving the table, uh, which is what I love about it. T's gone. Um, So it it leaves me with an opportunity, listeners, to tell you a little bit of a story. Now, this is the problem with going down to the local pub, okay? So this was about six months ago, and I hope this person's (laughs) listening. I really do. So I went down with my wife. We thought, oh, we might play a bit of an impromptu game of trivia. Why not? Is Shirley your wife? or is Shirley's my wife, yeah. yeah. What what confused you? No, Shirley or Was it the fact I walked in Laverne? uh, Laverne. She's a lovely girl as well, but uh, that's Shirley's best friend. That would be awkward. So I went down there for a game of trivia tea and, uh, you know, we're having a good time. We're coming last as usual, but but like a, a respectable last, not like... You know, your Gold Coast Titans. You know what I mean? Like, we could maybe jag seventh, but we didn't. It was that kind of last. Anyway, so the halftime break, guys, I'd go to take a piss. 
lo and behold, and this happens a lot, unfortunately, um, I come back and someone's hitting on my wife, which is annoying. Uh, but not only hitting on her, which he clearly was, um, but also was trying to sell her some of his merch. Now, this is where the story gets interesting mm. because his merch wasn't your standard sort of fake Rolex watches uh, or some like, you know, glass diamonds. Um, it, in this case, it was his own uh, novel slash poetry. Yeah. Okay, and this is his sales pitch, right? Because I'm holding in my hand, you can see it, yeah. the listeners can't. It's one of his books which has been poorly covered in contact. It's called Tales from Underland Uku. I don't know what the fuck that means because I haven't got to the end of it because I'll never read it. Yeah. Um, and his name's Stephen Weston. So apologies, Stephen, if you are listening. I mean, the likelihood is very low. His opening line to me was, do you like Paul Kelly? And what would you say to that, T? Yeah, I like Paul Kelly. That's what I said. Mm. Okay, Paul Kelly, he's great. And he went, he is great, isn't he? Mm. He's a fucking poet, mate. That's what he said to me. And I said, yeah, I guess so. Trying to extricate myself from the situation and just continue with trivia. But of course, he got closer in proximity and I couldn't do that. And he kept barraging me with how great a poet Paul Kelly was until the point where I just agreed with him in the hope that he'd go away. Mm. Um, and he finished this kind of like big, long spiel about how good Paul Kelly was with, I've been a bit of a poet myself recently. Right. In fact, I've written this book called Tales from Underland Uku, uh, which you can see in front of you, T. And he goes, you know, it's, it's tough being a struggling artist, which again, I didn't like the fact he self-titled himself as a, mm. a struggling artist. I think that's for other people to suggest. Is it? I think so. Like, you can't call yourself a genius. I think that's okay. that's been narcissistic because yeah. he called himself an artist. Maybe this is a piece of shit. For the record, it is. But can't artists make things that are shit? I guess so. But that, let's not get bogged okay, down sorry, in the sorry, weeds. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, so, Jess, this is, the, this is the crux of the story too. I paid... $5.50 for this mm. just to make him go away. Yeah. And I've still got it in my house. It's I put it on the bookcase. I should have binned it no, straight away. No, it's a great story. Um, and I don't know if you want to do I think this should be the challenge of the podcast. It's a drunker podcast. We've got no agenda. Pick out a random page oh, and just shit. read us a sentence. Oh, damn. Oh, a sentence. Great. Okay. Yeah, not, not a whole thing. Because, because We're not a loser audience. I've read more of the book than you have, by the way. It's actually a series of short stories. Or, I, didn't get past I? The, mm. I didn't get past the poorly contacted cover. <laughs> Adjoining this well-lit, predominantly white room in plain view were racist. the staff officers. Blinds prevented us from starting each other, day, each other all day or staring at each other all day. At breakfast, lunch and dining and dinner, a staff member would inquire of our choice of meal and shortly after would return with it. The meals were great. Okay, so let's, let's stop there. Let's stop there and let's do a little bit of analysis. Um, I didn't like it. Neither. Oh, yeah. Someone yeah. once tweeted, is the, or whatever the little thing is, was that a late addition? Because I fucking swear to God it was too. I don't, I'm not even across this tweet. You mean the, that yeah, bit? Yeah, so was the sound bite of the, glug, 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 always the same? Yeah, it was always the same. Fucking hell, because the first, like, <laughs> like, 16 of your episodes just sound like glug, 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 glug. And then for some reason I could hear a... Oh. And then someone said, wow, I can only now just hear that... 
And I was like, holy shit, someone else is living the same life as me. Do you know what I love? I love the fact that it's been analysed to that depth. Yeah. I'm, I'm appreciative just of that. It's the best part of the podcast. Obviously. The, wor- <laughs> the words are definitely not what you're sticking around for. Waiting around. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I will say this, and maybe there's some truth in it, because I know we changed that sound effect just the once. Oh. And we, but we didn't do the glug glug glug. I think the first one was just us knocking off a bottle top yes. and then throwing the bottle. I think literally Chip threw it at a wall yeah. or something really aggressive. Big shout out, Chip Jones, I know, if you're listening. I miss you, Chippy. Come back. I know. We've got to get you back on in some form, Chippy. Chippy. Come back. You know? Now that we're doing drunk episodes, right up your alley, I'm, Chippy. I mean, this is totally what Chippy would have always wanted. Oh, God damn it. This is him achieving his actualization. <laughs> yeah. This is him at his highest aspiration, he getting smashed. He knew COVID was going to happen, and he knew the drunk episodes on <laughs> DVT were going to happen. Tell me about, obviously, you're, uh, for anyone listening that doesn't know, Big T is a huge West Tigers fan. But I want to start with this. Are you one of these militant people that demand people say it's West Tigers and not West Tigers? I don't think you can hear the difference, but you can definitely read the difference. Right. And I would... and I. I got into Twitter and about... Sit down. Okay. <laughs> Everyone, t- relax. You know what? I've been standing awkwardly <laughs> this whole time. Let me... Here we go. <laughs> Let me take a seat. Chippy would be happy with that sound. Yep. But the, I think I got in in 2014 and, and the, the Twitter landscape was very different to what it is in 2020. We were very... Um, there was a huge S um, push and there was a huge needs more white push. Okay. Uh, uh, and that, that has simmered down a lot in the last six years. So I don't know if that's because everyone, I don't know if there is because there's more white in the uniform or if because everyone is smart enough to put in the S, but, or if it's just because people don't care. But I, um, I don't care. But I'm not, all, <laughs> I'm not from the West side. I, I've strongly value West magpies and, mm. and that whole thing and, and love their history and, and that they're a foundation club. And I'm, and I'm personally, I'm, if we were going to merge with anyone, I'm I'm really proud we we merged with another foundation club, um, and and it's great when people say right west tigers, but how the fuck do you say it? It's such a fucking it's an awkward thing to say. Oh. It is. I mean, it's a bit like one of those um those horrible sort of alliteration poems, like yeah. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickle pebbles. I mean, no one wants to say that. That shit. was great. Well, I said pebbles. That was wrong. Um, but what I would say is, look, I I uh, in a, in a former incarnation when I had a blog. Um, if I'd written a story about a particular a club, I would yep. circulate that story in a group that was frequented by that particular team. So, right. in, And I found in that former life that West Tigers fans were quite aggressive about making sure you said it right. In fact, there was one group in particular on Facebook that if anyone had written anything that said West Tigers without the S, Jesus. they got instantly booted. And in fact, I got booted for putting... They loved it when I had pro-Tiger stories in there, but I wrote one that was a little bit anti-Brooks mm. and uh, I got booted. Yeah, and, and that, I mean, I mean that's not against well. your team, by the way. No, that Brooks exists. great. I'm going to go. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually really do like... I quite like Brooks, but at the time, and you'd know this as a Tigers fan, when there was a huge contract dilemma going on with Woods and Moses mm. and Tedesco and Brooks. They were called the Big Four. Mm. And I wrote a story suggesting that the other three were having Big Three parties without Brooks and they weren't inviting him. It was a stupid story. <laughs> That's cute. No, I like yeah. it. That's good. And, um, and someone took that to heart and uh, booted my membership from what the West. What group is this? I forget what it was. It was like West Tigers Forever. or And it had about 40,000 members. Oh, like, yeah. But what, that's why I ask you. I, I'm wondering, 
as a someone who's at the very heart of that no, fandom. That's funny. This is going to sound really contrite, but often people come ask me through DMs like a like a mother hen, like, "Hey, I've been." blocked by this person about this thing can you just quickly you're like the, the the twitter godfather yeah, and i only just thought about it then because well not the godfather but but like someone would be kicked out of a group and they'd be like hey t i said this but i you know like oh it's okay yeah I'll try was it on the day the of your daughter's wedding yeah <laughs> yeah but the uh and so that thing feels like that like hey i said this stupid thing but can mm. i get back in the group and i think that's why i naturally said which group is it because i was already going yeah, into the, you know them all oh, okay let me just help you <laughs> yeah, out and, get and you, you, back you into were the so group. close to saying let me have a word yeah, for you. Yeah, let me just, yeah. yeah. For you, I would. Yeah, thanks, the, uh, You'll owe me a favour. But the, um, <laughs> speaking of writing, let's go to the raw. Like, let's talk through your recent article. Let's get really raw. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, I only posted that on the encouragement of yourself. Well, threats uh, from me. I think yeah, I was threats. sending you I mean, you got quite aggressive about yeah. it, which is... No, look, um, for anyone that doesn't know, we, I, I wrote an article for The Raw and, and it got some uh, level of traction, but it was just something that I need to get off my chest. To. Hold on. If someone says some level of traction, they're mildly proud of the level of traction. So that's great. You should be <laughs> proud of what you're doing. And if anyone's listening to this podcast and hasn't read that, pause, go and read it, come back and be proud of Eamon because it was a great thing to say and a great thing to do. And, and you probably heard it at the end of his drunk thing, but to put it out in front of a whole bunch of people who don't subscribe to the podcast, but but you know are on that website that's a brave thing to do and it was worth being said and i'm glad and you said it so eloquently well which yeah which it. is not my middle name i mean i like to be ineloquent if i can in fact i like to use words that aren't even real uh, <laughs> like tub thumpery or um inco- what the hell isn't that real that's a great sh- word it should be do you know what that should describe an irishman thrashing a welshman on a bathtub tub thumpery is the ten thousand dollar bet that's what that should be called. When you when you get paid ten thousand dollars to go and play for Origin, it's, it's fucking tub thumpery. tub thumpery. Fuck. Let's bring it on. Okay, so we've been talking about something all night that we've only just now talking about a microphone. We've finally become part of pop culture. So if you, it, it's it's like a birthday present or a, or a, or a, some kind of present where you somehow crowdfund or one of those starlight things. You're just about to die and you want something to happen. You pay ten thousand dollars and you get to take the first hit up at State of Origin. Now, Eamon reckons people won't do it. I said I'd do it f- for my state and I wouldn't pass it on to, you know, Tedesco. <laughs> it was behind me. People would do it, right? Like if... Okay, so let, let's... You're going to get hurt. Let's set the scene, but, okay? So so you've put Starlight Foundation in there. That puts an extra dimension on it. Let, but let's find that out. So Starlight Foundation, <laughs> let's make a wish. Make a wish, that's and what I was trying to think. Exactly. So let's say the child's only wish is to uh, take the opening hit up at a state of origin. Die in public, yeah. Taking it up, yeah. <laughs> and so we've raised the money. Starlight was the wrong way to go. I, I see that now. People don't you want to You've seen the era of your ways. Okay, okay, okay. So it's a box party. So Drunk idiots a, have raised money for their friend to go and get hit up. It's not an eight year old with cancer <laughs> trying to take a shot. Okay. Yeah, it's so a box party. Okay, we're back. Okay. So it's a Bucks and I party. To, uh, I think it's Starlight <laughs> Foundation is a great foundation. All, all views here, right? Yeah, and I uh, take that back. It would be great. All right. So, yeah, Bucks party. Your mates have raised $10,000. So that's the going rate. The NRL needs cash, T. Makes sense. Right? Needs cash, needs to find revenue sources. It says, look. For the referee that can't be there. Exactly. If you pay the game 10K, we're going to let a random catch the kickoff 
and run as fast as they can mm. at the likes of David Clemmer mm. in Origin. And the question I asked to T for the listener's benefit was, if your friends had had a bit of a whip round and said, yeah, we'll, we'll tease a massive rugby league fan, he'll love this. And my question was to you, would you do it? Mm. And I immediately thought I'd already be on the field, but it's do I pass it or do I take the hit up? And I said I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> you throw a massive cut out. Yeah, just, yeah, well, and you quite sense, no, first of all, who won in 92? Uh, Brisbane Broncos. And, and great job. And, the, and then the other thing was you sensibly said, no, I chip and chase. Oh, but I said, how, I good, loved it. how good would that be? Because as a shock tactic in State of Origin, you know, the anticipation for that opening hit up is massive, right? Especially in game one, I've noticed. For sure. For the idea of someone like, say back in the day, it was Luke Bailey. Not particularly agile, mm. tough man, looked almost like a perfect sphere with legs. Gets the ball, runs at the line and put a chip Mm. Over the top. I guarantee you this, the Maroons front line would not be prepared for that. In fact, in my mind, it would even be better if he regathered that, stepped Billy Slater off his left foot and ran 80 metres. I wouldn't have to watch Origin ever again if Luke Bailey had pulled that off. Would you pay $10,000 to make sure you always watch Origin for the rest of your life? Because I'd be petrified of not watching Origin ever again. So it's still the three games a year? Are you talking about every hour on the hour for no, the rest no, of your I life? Mean, like, like some kind of Chinese water if torture? If you pay $10,000 to guarantee that Origin is played every year... Mm. Do you have to pay that annually? Because I haven't got that kind of cash. That'd be my issue. I mean, I haven't got debentures You can't or... find $10,000 a year to help us watch Origin? I mean, I would, I would busk for it. I mean, if I had to, if I had to do a public service... And I had to uh, you know, donate as much sperm as I possibly could or juggle. I mean, I can't juggle very effectively. It probably wouldn't raise Yet. very much. But if Dorigen yeah. depended on it, do it for your state. I'd be amazing. Mm. Um, no, look, honestly, I'd do everything I could, obviously, to keep Origin on. How much sperm would you need for 10 grand? I don't know. We should ask Tyrone May that, shouldn't we? Uh, date of birth, 23rd of the 4th, 1991. Okay. He plays for the Dragons, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, height is 193 centimetres. He's quite tall. He weighs 110 kilos and he's a prop. Jason Riles. Great guess. Not yet. First grade debut, Raiders versus Cowboys at, um, at the Cows home stadium in 2013. Would you believe? The... Mm. Ganglin Bulls Jr. averaged 141.4 running metres and 32.8 tackles per game in 2019. and also oh, 32.8 tackles per game. I don't know how you get points. Well, it's definitely not Dane Tills. I'm glad you've said that. <laughs> in 2019 and also led the Dragons in post-contact metres. Beep was celebrated at his 150th NRL match in his final game of 2019. Played three origin matches for the series winning Blues. Dragons um, prop who played for State of Origin. Bailey. I mean, he's too in old. In 2019. Yeah, exactly. He's not, exactly. It can't be him. I'm trying to think. This is as bad as you're doing the Who Am I? So. I know. It's pretty ordinary, isn't oh, it? Oh, Mike. Off Mike, you're, you're in I know. Well, as soon as the pressure's on, you're I become a gibbering simpleton. Because it's Paul Vaughan. I love Paul Vaughan. But you Everyone said, loves Paul Can Vaughan. I tell you this? Do you know what threw me off? You said played his final game as if he'd retired. Oh, shit. Did I? I said I meant first game. There you go. That's what fucked me, Fuck. T. You okay. fucked me. Okay, we'll do... No, that's in it. All right. Let's, You'll let's do better than this one. This All right, good. let's go. <laughs> still plays before I fuck it up. He still plays. <laughs> Date of birth, also 91. Holy shit. Okay. 
Is it Paul Vaughan? <laughs> uh, height, 188 centimetres. Mm-hmm. Weighs only 102 kilos. Uh, Quite gangly. Position is lock. He, his first grade debut was in 2012 against the Rabbits. And it was versus the Bulldogs, which is not the team he plays for now. Uh, Beep. Made his New South Wales debut in 2019 and helped inspire the New South Wales Blues to a series win. The premiership winning forward... Uh, and Bega Roosters Jr., was, who is set to play his 200th NRL match this season, is respected for his impressive work rate, toughness, and consistency. Dale Finucane? And singing. Dale Finucane. Go. I feel like so I did you say he played for the Dragons? Well, I, I knew he played for the Dogs. No, I didn't say Dragons, sorry. Uh, well, I may have. I meant to say his first. Are you trying to fuck me again? Is that what's happening? I'm trying to have sex with you, but I didn't mean to ruin you with this. First grade debut, dragons and uh, so rabbits and bulls. There you go again. Yeah, I did say dragons. Yeah. Yeah, no, all good. Maybe he did. I don't know, but I remember him playing for the dogs. I'll do this one as well, and then I'll stop. All right, and then I'll hit you up with some. Ninety-two. He was born born in ninety-two. Yep. I'm not going to give you the height and weight because it doesn't help. He plays in the second row. First grade debut, Raiders v Storm. Still plays for one of those teams. Twenty eleven. Beep was one of the outstanding performers of 2019 season, a rampaging ball runner and hard-hitting defender. The Logan Brothers Jr. and Queensland Maroons origin star played his 200th NRL match this season and is set to also record his 50th NRL try. That's not going to help. Set to record? Don't worry about the try thing. (laughs) How do they predict where your next score? He must be on 49. Anyway, Raiders... Second row, sure. But um, Raiders' big bopper plays for Queensland. Um, in, in 90, what was the year that he was born? Uh, yeah, 92, but he plays 92. now. He plays two. Played okay. in the grand final. Um, plays for Queensland. That'd be Josh Papali, probably. Boom! There you go. It took me a little while. Fucking legend. Do you know why? What's really weird? I kept thinking of David Shillington and I couldn't stop. Oh, poor bastard. And, and uh, like his date of birth's about nine years off. Is he the guy? He's not the guy who... um. Who's the guy who ended up going to the cows and then the cows got into the grand final and then he got injured in the moment like to be kicked Oh, off. Sean Fensom. Oh, fuck that Poor story bugger. breaks my heart. Yeah, remember they'd stretched him off even though his leg was in nine different pieces? Mm. They had to actually bring on the ball boys to take off the fibula and all the other bits separately. By the end of it, he looked like he was a fucking piece of Ikea furniture. It was horrible. But I hated all of it. Don't you really want to be a ball boy, by the way? How did, how did As a guys- man? I'll take it. Kramer did it as a ball boy in the tennis. I mean, it's a childhood ambition, isn't it? If it, Me in my 30s, if I said is to my it? wife right now, you know what? I'm sick of my current career. No. I want to be a rugby league ball boy. I'm telling you right now, I reckon there'd be a groundswell. If you could, if we could get TVT on the sideline. Mm. And they be, should. Big yeah, shout out uh, to whoever's listening. Well, they should, them. They, yeah, exactly. One of them is a Roosters fan, surely, and they, they would know something. Hopefully one of them's Peter Beattie. Yeah. I don't know. Someone influential. <laughs> Um, speaking of Peter Valandis, mm. I spoke to the vice president of Filipino Rugby League, and he as said, you do, and he says Rugby League. You're kidding, Peter Valandis, you motherfucker! You changed the words. So he's actually spreading a misnomer globally about it, the pronunciation of could, Rugby League. It could have also just been that that gentleman already was saying Rugby League. Okay, it that's a big that, coincidence. It could be that I just now love hearing it, and so just made it happen. <laughs> Um, I don't know, but but it was every time he said it, I was just like, yes. Okay, I'm going to ask you a pointed question. 
how do you feel about Peter Volandis? Now, he's been called pugnacious. I love that as a fucking description, by the way. That's Where's mean, that been in rugby league? I know, years. not since Les Darcy as fucking pugnacious come out. Uh, so he's been described by as a lot of people as pugnacious, as polarising, as aggressive. You're a massive rugby league fan, as am I. How do you feel about Peter Volandis? Now, I'm going to preface that before you answer by saying... Pointed and prefaced. Fuck. Exactly. A lot of peace. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. <laughs> Um, my, my thing is, love where his head's at. He's got us playing in May 28. Well done. Um, and, and, and now there's a little bit of a dot, dot, dot. Wait, you're changing lots of rules. What the fuck are you doing? That's where my head's at. Where are you at? A bunch of people have asked me, what do you think about the referee thing? And I have, all I've answered is, um, if the referees don't like it, I would have asked them first. And so if they don't like it, mm. then it, it might not be a great thing. Uh, he's just going to say, I mean, the idea of them not liking it makes logical sense, right? Because he's essentially halved their workforce. So I, I wouldn't, by definition, if I was a referee, I go half as many spots now to make money. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know they have an, a vested interest, is what I'm saying. By the way, I'm not for the decision. No, no, no. I, I take your point. I think my point is that um, they they might they haven't said that they don't like it or like it because of the impact on on field. I think it might just be because. You start a season under, a, you know, um, a particular work ideal and then COVID mm. happens and you're also then given a whole bunch of ideas from your work of how that's going to work. And then just before you go back to work and everything opens up, you're then told half of you aren't working. I can understand why that would be difficult to swallow yeah. from a financial point of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then from a practical point of view, listening to... Um, the two people who are married and referee together. Badger. Thank you. Casey the and... Uh, and Gavin. Gavin. They have... I've got a name. See, thank I, God. I love the fact I'm a, such a snag. I remembered the girl first. Thank you very <laughs> well much. Well done. They have a great podcast and they interview other referees and all of them have constantly said that two referees is great. Hmm. And so listening to them practically, they've said that before this was put under pressure, they said the two referees is great. Then from a financial thing, I think it's... It, it might be unf- it, it's it's easy to see from a particular perspective that this is an unfair thing to do during their their season. W- going back to one referees through an off season, I completely understand and that they'd be prepared for that and blah blah blah. But for them all to be excited and to be training the entire time and then two weeks out be told that half of you are playing would be mm. really you know I don't think that's the best way to have gone about that. I think my biggest qualm, and I said this in the last show, isn't the fact what should we do? Is it one ref or two refs? Is that the best way forward? Mm. Or 34, depending if you're talking to a random <laughs> at the pub. Yeah. Um, it's the fact, why do it from round three? Yeah. You know, I know there's been an interval and there's been, a, you know, there's a lot of extraneous variables going on with this virus. But, you know, the double whammy of a, a rule change and reducing the referees... There's a bit of a smokescreen going on here mm. that it's a cost-saving measure. It seems very much as though Peter Volandis has a particular view of how the game should run. Yeah, He's now top dog. Greenberg's been slain like St. George and the Dragon. Mm. He's been knifed through the heart, pushed in the nearest gutter, and now Volandis is like, well, I can do what I want now. Is that what happened with the Dragon? Was he pushed into a gutter as I well? I think so. And, and oh, I think he eventually had his head rammed down the toilet. Past that's the U so bend, they're such beautiful creatures. Um, so that's the that's the issue, isn't it? And the fact that he's so omnipotent now, Peter Belandis, yeah. that he can do anything he wants, yeah. and he is. And it seems as though we may have created our own monster here because 
everyone was pro Volandis who loves rugby league because mm. we just wanted to restart again, T. That's all we fucking wanted. Yeah. And now he's like, great, we've got it restarted. And he said, by the way, mm. I want uh, unlimited interchange. I want one referee. He didn't say that, did he? No, but I'm sure oh. that's his next move. <laughs> he wants what well, I can tell he just wants a fast game that's not very well regulated. He basically wants 1991 again. It's my view. Who won in that year, by the way? Panthers. Oh, let's take that, let's out, take that out right now. 16 Boom. There you go. Take that out of there. That's a great grand final, by the way. I mean, a great grand final. I mean, not only because it was two great teams, but just the moments. The moment of the short uh, dropout and Mark Geyer flying onto that ball, giving it away to Royce Simmons. And I know I'm biased, but Brad Fittler had a beautiful uh, in and away and flick pass for a try as well. Uh, well, something I didn't realise until I watched the game about a year ago is that the Panthers already had the game sewn up. They'd, Brandy had kicked a pressure drop goal and they were already up by one. And the, the, it the sealed try, it. Yeah, the try sealed it. But yeah. uh, they were already... Uh, in my understanding up until then, it was that, that was the try that, that won them the game. But um, It put it beyond doubt. Yeah, but, but I just feel like Brandy was already great. And then to see that drop goal, I was like, holy shit, this guy's mm. in, a, in a grand final, a maiden grand final. Um what a legend. I, I think this is a good segue, actually. Uh, a piss. Okay, you can you can take a piss. Go for it. I might only take piss as well, but let's not do it simultaneously. <laughs> I tell you what, because it's CVT, I'm going to attempt to keep the oxygen going into the mics whilst T urinates. What I'm going to talk about is the Baja men. And um, I think for me, this is the thing I always think about all the time because obviously the lyrics are, who let the dogs out? Woof, 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 woof. And then it, it kind of goes... Who legs the dogs out? Woof, woof, woof. And I always wonder about whoever wrote that song, if they were writing it down on a, on a pad with a pen, did they go, all right, first line, who let the dogs out? That's great. I think I'll woof, 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 woof. And then did they think no, about it for a while? Who, not woof, woof, woof. <laughs> that could be it. But did they think about it for a while before they went, I think maybe the next line should be, who let the dogs out? <laughs> woof, 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 woof. Do you reckon that's how they did it? Because no. it can't be like what, like sort of writing Shakespeare, can it, T? All right, now I'm about to read T one of my cards. Yeah. yeah that. There we go. I'm about to crack Fuck, it out. It's a great sound. It is a great sound. Um, Would you believe that I, I bought a box recently of cards? Okay, not a cricket box to protect your genitals. Mm. Well, I already wear okay, I didn't excellent. play. Because you don't play cricket. That's what would be so puzzling mm. about that purchase. They're really uncomfortable boxes. They are, yeah. They don't fit around my junk. Mm. Um, so yeah, this one, like one, okay. This guy plays for the Parramatta Eels. Mm. Do you know it yet? Is it Mitchell Moses? If you got that, I'd be really annoyed. It's not. Um, now this person made their first grade debut uh, in the Eels versus the Warriors game at ANZ Stadium in round 11, 2018. Uh, he was born in 1996. Doesn't help. 188 centimetres tall, weighs in at 106 kilograms, and guess what? He plays the second row, mm. which makes sense. Is he? Does he have a grandmother who's a nonna? I mean, he probably um, has a grandmother. He definitely has a grandmother. Yeah. But he, he wasn't an immaculate conception. I can put that down no, on the card. Immaculate, immaculate. It'd be his grandmother would be like his mum was immaculate. <laughs> Is it Nathan Brown? <laughs> Where did you pull Nathan Brown from? Well, they're the two eels people I know. Oh, Mitchell versus Nathan Brown. No, it's not Nathan Brown. No, um, in the best season of his career. Oh no! Wait, Nathan Brown debuted for us. Know, yeah, exactly. Come on, think, think. For a second, I thought you meant like the Newcastle coach, St. George player. And I went, well, that's just outrageous. They booed last year. So this person apparently produced oh, three line breaks, six offloads, and exceeded 
2,000 running metres. Uh, it doesn't say when, just says that's what that person did. Um, now, apparently his junior club was the Mangear East Hawks. Probably. Oh, then it's... No, I don't know. <laughs> Can I tell you something? I haven't heard of this guy. I don't, oh, fuck! I, this makes me feel like such a rugby league simpleton. These got, cards do it to you because they've got nine to choose from. They pick someone you don't know. I'm going to put a theory out there. I reckon uh, these guys couldn't afford the rights to the real players. No, that's not what happens. Uh, it's, it's because apparently you've got Marata Nakuri. Who? Show me the person's who, who's face. That, who's that? You know what is great about Marata Nakuri? Have you? That had, you haven't looked at it. No, he's looking. He's biting down on his mouth guard. I've seen this before. It's a fucking <laughs> excellent photo. But you're that's right. I've no action. There you go. It looks like he's in a Zoom meeting. They've got a fake background there. It's an there. excellent card. All right, I've got a real one. Do you know uh, the person? I know the person. Okay, great. All right, that go. was unfair. No, it wasn't unfair. It's okay. it, it was I a had a dangerous person. All right, I was born in 1990 and play for the Canberra Raiders. Pause. 1990 means he's 20. I'm sorry, wait. Game show. You can't just pause it, mate. You're not <laughs> Edit it out. Okay. Foxtel IQ. <laughs> you can't go, sorry, Eddie. No, Can no. we just suspend time? Also I need my right. brain to think about it. 1990 means he's 30, so keep going. Okay, well, thanks for the maths. Yeah, I did no, a bad Don't ruin it for the listeners. 184 centimetres tall, 93 kilograms That's in weight. That's not Jade Croker by any chance. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yes, it is. Okay. Well Only done. because he's old enough. Well done. You've nailed it. I knew about his heart. Yeah. I mean, I know his If I had said, I make love in my headgear, that would have <laughs> fucking got it, wouldn't it? Well, I've had sex with him, so of course I would. Of course, yeah. Do you both wear the headgear or is it just one at a he time? He wouldn't give it to me. Okay. I mean, he gave it to me, but he wouldn't give it so to me. So he's the giver, not the receiver. Mm. I see how it is. You're only gay if you push back. That's what I was told, so. <laughs> <laughs> All views are our own. Yeah. I'm going to pick up one of these little things on oh, the okay. table. This. Who won the grand final in 1984? It's the Bulldogs. I don't know who they beat, but I know it's the Bulldogs. Yeah, I think. Do it you? Know, I mean, I'm assuming it's Parramatta. That's what. Fuck, I love, fucking love this. You're going to get two. 86. Right. Parramatta. It's in fact the last time Parramatta wins, and 1980. Uh, that was the Bulldogs. Beating the Roosters. And that kicks us up. Yes, because you remember that one well. I, well, I don't remember. I wasn't alive, but... Um, you remember that. But my, my, I actually... Yeah, cheers to that. I actually asked my dad on a recent podcast, what's your most disappointing time ever watching the game of rugby league? Which is now, in hindsight, it's a really bleak question. But it's a great question. Yeah, because you go, oh, probably the day my dad died. And that's not what I wanted to get out of the question. From your dad? Yeah. Exactly. Well, no, but the way his dad died. I know, yeah, but yeah. still sad. Oh, yeah, very granddad. sad. I mean, I love You know how to make a conception no. like Croker. Exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't have enjoyed it. But he actually said, I said, um, he, he drew a blank and I said, well, what about the 1980 grand final? That would have been disappointing. Oh, objection. That's a leading question. Well, yeah, because he was drawing a blank though. And, and I didn't want dead air on the podcast. So I had to fucking fill the air. And I went, all right, dad, I'll fucking answer for you, seeing yeah. as you give me a senior moment. And um, he said, oh, I said, what about the 1980 grand final? He went, nah, we're never going to win. <laughs> Didn't even give that to you. No, he just goes, oh, we're never in it. Yeah. He wasn't disappointed at all. I think yeah, he was God. happy that we're in a GF. Yeah. Which and is I not think, the attitude to have. Well, I was talking to uh, Simo, a guy from uh, Broncos Weekly Podcast, and he said that the 2015 grand final that the Broncos make against the Cows, can I have that card or not? Uh, yeah, you can. Yep, go for it. Um, Just randomly bringing them up now. <laughs> I can't fucking is, find it. There you go. Take it. They, um, he said it's a great season because the Broncos played fucking excellently all year. Well, they should have loved all that, the highs, He loves all the highlights and that 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 grand final is just you know ludicrous and incredible. Um, and so he loves that year regardless. But but Charlie, it appears. I mean, is that too much of a complacent, um, affable attitude to have a, a, towards rugby league? Because 
If I was the best team all year, big shout out to the Parramatta Eel fans, 2001, yeah. and then you lost the big, the big dance, you lost the GF, I don't think you're dancing around going, how good was I won? I mean, look at our stats. I don't we had think the he was best dancing. attacking team, great, great defense. Uh, Michael Butner was on fire. Now you go, no, we got fucking owned in the mm. GF. I don't want to know anything else about 01. That's the way I feel. And I've, I, the Roosters have lost a number of grand finals. They are a successful team. They've won some. But have I ever watched any of our losing grand finals? Uh, Big T, I can tell you this never. This sounded like one of those conversations where people tell you, I go to the gym. Yeah, cool. You go to the gym. You've won a bunch of grand finals and you don't watch the ones you didn't win. Good for you. Okay, what about this one? You I do go to the gym and I, I, I only work out my lats. <laughs> Born in 91, you can do the maths. Yep. Prop as a position. Okay. First grade debut, West Tigers first Bulldogs 2011. Doesn't play for those either of those teams. Okay. Rules out B. Arthur. And, and here's an interesting one. Yep. Has played for both of those teams yet isn't in that team now. So I'll tell you again. West Tigers v Bulldogs 2011. Mm-hmm. Played for both those clubs. Isn't in that club now. Is that enough for you? Um, is a prop. Mario's... Is it Aaron player. Woods? It's fucking Aaron Woods, you Yay, legend. There you go. Uh, I always forget about that Bulldogs tenure because it was so unsuccessful. Mm. <laughs> yeah. He went there and they went, mm, you know what? Without the facial hair, you're shit. That's what I think that's what the Bulldogs said. They went, you were pretty good at the Tigers. You got rid of the weird sort of uh, kind of giant baby mm. beard. Baby beard? Yeah, it really was. If you could picture a, a baby fully grown but with an abnormal sort of facial follicle disorder, you've got Aaron Woods. But he shaved it off, T, and he wasn't anywhere near as good. And I don't know if you've noticed. You're talking to me like I wasn't there. I, I remember all of this and, and love. Fill me up. And love Aaron Woods then That's and loved him said. now. <laughs> but I will she say said, this. I love Aaron Woods and, and love him now. <laughs> exactly. I agree. That's what he's that is said. classic foreplay. Um, but he's played a lot better down at the Sharks. I've got your Aaron Woods right here. <laughs> Who won in 87? Uh, Manly. Yeah, it's Fatty Vorton's premiership. That's right. I'll tell you what, it's, it's time to, um, to get on some more modern uh, rugby league topics. Only today that uh, part, part of the draw was revealed, but not all of the yeah. draw. What do you make of that? That's an unusual slow reveal. It's a bit like the pass to parcel when you're at like a, a year six birthday party. Let's give you a little bit of it, but not all of the joy. Yeah. Why only reveal a couple of rounds straight I don't know. away? Is it a COVID thing? Who are the Roosters playing? I know. Who Have we bought playing. this? Is this how broke the NRL is? That we've bought this on the instalment list. Have mm. we got the draw on layby paper? Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Do you know? Can you remember who you're playing? We're playing Souths. Shit. Which is who we were going to play before the oh, really? the virus interrupted Friday and night. killed tens of thousands of the elderly. Use our own. Well, no, that did really happen. It actually yeah. happened. But the that's an objective truth. <laughs> but but the tone in which it was said is use our own. Uh, but but are you you're playing the Roosters? Is it on a Friday night? Uh, we, yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, the kickoff is Thursday night, Parramatta, Brisbane. Yes, and then it rocks into Friday night. Traditional grudge match, Roosters Souths. Yeah, fuck, I can't um, fucking wait. Yeah, honestly, I'm almost having an erection as we speak about it, and I don't, I don't care if that's unwholesome. It's um, so wholesome, and and <laughs> and it's it's it, there's a hole there. But the but uh, going back to Screaming Eagles podcast, they have hard stats, which is statistics that make big you shout hard. out to the Screaming Eagles. Yeah. I've I've listened to Did a few. Did we talk eps. about them on mic? Or was that off mic? I, I think it was off mic. 
Oh shit. Yeah, but that's okay. Okay, still works. But they, uh, but they, uh, they do hard, hard stats, and just the raw, the draw is an absolute hard stat at the moment for me. Well, oh. I've got to tell you, look, and uh, and people are going to go, why complain when you're a Roosters fan? I oh, get it, oh, I get it. Go. But we're none from two. I'm not complaining about against anyone, by the way. All I'm saying is objectively, <laughs> there's a butt coming. <laughs> I can smell it. Oh, objectively, we we can struggle. We could struggle to make the finals, let alone make three peat. We're none from two already. It's a shorter runway. We're playing South's good team. We're playing Brisbane, great team. I think they're better than South this year. And if you look at the very... That is just a straight-up Roosters sledge. Oh, totally. But totally. And I'll accept that. But but they've given... And I don't, it's not even confirmed yet, but they've said the number of play, teams you're going to play twice, these are the likely teams. Yeah. And the Roosters have five of the six are all great teams. From last year, oh, yeah. even from this year, I'd, I'd, oh, right. I'd, yeah, I'm judging more on the form of this year, like slash last year, right? So looking at current squad, so I think it was Brisbane, Melbourne, Canberra, mm. Souths. Like I mean, these are objectively great teams. Mm. I think we've got the Dragons in there. Thank Christ! Big mm. shout out to Dragons fans, but we're probably going to beat you. Mm. Um, but so that actually well, does yeah. factor in pretty heavily. So anyone that's having a bit of a flutter or a bet. Believe it or not, Big T, I've got some great news for you because if this is true, my big tip is that the Tigers will definitely make the eight because five of the six teams that are predicted that you play twice are ordinary. Yeah, I saw that. So, Is that a Fox Sports thing that they put? Was it a Fox League It was through the SMH that I read it. Okay. And apparently it was sourced from the NRL meeting. So it's not confirmed, but it's also not complete bullshit. It's not like... Mm. Phil Gould saying Channel Nine's the heart of rugby league. It's not. It's not a complete fabrication. Yeah, I um, views are right. The um, I feel like I just said every, every time you finish speaking. I feel like you've said that <laughs> with everything I've said so far. Oh, I just. I think I said this the other day that unless the ABC says it, I don't believe it, and unless mm. the NRL says it, I don't believe it either. So, but you say a lot of things. Remember when you said giant women are really sexy? <laughs> I'd, I'd go there. I yeah, got but married, you, but, but I'd go there. But you did say over 12 foot, like g- genuine giants. And have you seen that Seinfeld episode where then George walks into the next room and he looks up and there's a huge one? Yes, there. he goes out with yeah, a giant. Yeah, great. I mean, I see the appeal. Yeah. Have you ever dated someone who's the same height as you? Because you and I, we're both tall blokes. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I've never I've never dated anyone from Guinness Book of Records, yeah. if that's what you're asking. Because I, I did date a girl once where when I kissed her, I didn't bend down. Like we were, wow. And it was, a, it was a time. Did she play an elite sport of some description? <laughs> she didn't. She was very good at risk, the board game. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'd, I've heard on the grapevine that uh, you need, need exceeding height to be good at risk. It was a turn-off. She beat the shit out of me at risk. But so the, the, the six foot nine wasn't the turn-off. It was the fact she kicked your ass at risk. It, that didn't help. Okay. It was uh, a double whammy. It was I a guess. double whammy. Yeah. The kissing thing was a was a weird thing. because And I, she I also murdered a platypus. <laughs> the holy trifecta. But it was delicious. <laughs> the, um, no, yeah, not bending down to kiss someone was, was a weird thing to do. Yeah, I mean, I've always thought about this and it's hard for me to visualise because I, for the record, I am 6'5 and, and change. On the back of your card. <laughs> exactly, it's on the back of my card. Th- many hit-ups. Yeah. Uh, not on the field, just in general play <laughs> at bus stops. Um, that, like, I can't visualise looking up to kiss a girl, mm. you know, and so that's never happened throughout my life because for that to happen, they'd have to be 6'9". But the girls see, but but when you're when you think about models and stuff, we're told that like tall, 
long legs, blah, 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 blah. Mm. And so they're supposed to be like the hottest ladies. And when you actually date one, yeah, you're like, It's well, all relative, isn't it? When you say tall, what do you mean by tall? Yeah, well, I assume you're not, mean, you're not Shaquille O'Neal tall. No. That, have you ever seen that bloke like with normal humans? Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, it's my good God, to watch. It's unbelievable. Yeah, because he pats them on the head like they're pets. Yeah. That's he's, what I love about him. And his wife also is insanely short. So he's gone for, for a short missus. Mm. Wow, okay. Yeah, and they look comical. <laughs> I'm not going to say what I was going to say, but the uh, if he if his wife's the same lady, I think it is, and I don't know what I was searching on the internet that day, it was an interesting photo. No, but I mean, look, I'm into... Who won the grand final I'm in, in, I'm, in <laughs> I'm into midget porn too, don't worry, mate. There's no shame in it. Who won in 94? Oh, That'll be the Canberra Raiders beat you know, the dogs. It, they did. And then who won in 95? Uh, that would be the dogs who beat Manly that yeah, year. I was actually telling you pre-Mike, I watched that. It is, this COVID-19 hiatus has allowed me to watch a number of grand finals on replay that I hadn't watched in a long time. Where? Where did you watch them? Uh, NRL.com. Oh, yeah. Are we on some bizarre radio ad? No, Where did you watch it? No, but I just... You didn't do that. You didn't team me up on purpose, did you? Tell us the price, son. You didn't do that. I hope but, not. But how good is that? I mean, I, I now feel like I am because of my accent. Yeah. Are you going to roll out of a carpet now, like a rug, and say, <laughs> I'm 35% off the normal price of a Persian rug? But how good is... Oh, yeah, I found it. No, it's 85. Fuck. How good is NRL.com? Because they've got all of the set of origins since mm. 1980 as well. I, I was amazing. doing the same thing in COVID. It's yeah, yeah. Insane. It's so good. And I, I might. this might sound unseemly and unwholesome, uh, but I've watched a number of the grand finals from the bathtub uh, because I've been on forced leave because the industry I'm in is no not doing well. No one forced you to watch it from your bathtub. <laughs> Can I, for the record, tell you that's not what happened. I very consensually... You almost put the iPad in the bathtub with you to electrocute you, that kind of thing. Right. <laughs> that's how I get off. Mm. That's the end. Um, but no, it, it's been really good. And so one of the grand finals, thank you, mate, fill that up. Great tawny. I feel like a sea Here's captain. It. Here's another ad, Driftwood. Is that what the brand is? It's Oceana. There you Oceana? Go. I don't know. That's I think we're drinking one of those scented candles. It, but it's it's right. still alcoholic. It's doing the job. Um, but no, and it's been. And I will tell you this: my big takeaway from the '95 Grand Final for <laughs> anyone listening, Terry Lamb, he fucking owned that game. And he, um, I watched a game in earlier than that in the '80s mm. against Parramatta, and Parramatta ended up winning. But Terry Lamb was fucking unbelievable in it. Oh, because of the in old the '80s. The Canterbury Bulldogs Parramatta Eels rivalry. Yeah, 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 which was the quintessential rivalry in the eighties, wasn't it? Well, yes, for me, yes. But Peter however, Sterling versus T Lamb. But they had a well first Mortimer and then against T Lamb, yeah, of course. which is the other incredible yeah, thing. Yeah, of course. It. But they had this great ad. I'm going to assume it's VB that was Parramatta versus Manly. Oh, in the in the commercial. Yeah, it's all about it's all about Parramatta versus Manly, and here comes this person, <laughs> then then comes that, and and it's a great ad. It's fan, fantastic. But from my, it wasn't. Not, I feel like a twoies. I feel like a twoies. That was a great ad. I Maybe feel like a twoies or two. Maybe it was twoies at the yeah. end. They're generally marching in a field towards a steel factory for whatever reason. They've gone. I'm going to get my fucking six pack. And then I'm going to drink it really fast and ram the aluminium can into my forehead until sure. it fucking bleeds. Peter Sterling might be a communist. I think that's <laughs> at the conclusion you've drawn. Well, that's, a, that's the kind of imagery you're, you're creating there. Uh, yeah, it was very Soviet. You're right. I, I didn't realise in hindsight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I 
a Jewish Soviet caricature of Peter Sterling. I love. This is the we talked about honestly. This is the amazing part of the podcast. You don't ever enter it thinking, "Am I going to create an impression of Peter Sterling being oppressed?" By a Soviet regime, but here we is, are. Maybe that's why when I listened to your last drunk episode, I was like, I want to, I want to be on because I want to drink and I want to tell you when your Soviet <laughs> outgoings, you know, when you're getting a little bit Russian, I can tell you. Well, this is the thing I need to ask you, right? So you've listened to these two. I've done two of these things where I've been quite drunk. I'm a big fan, and you've of willingly, TBT. you've willingly wanted to be a part of this. Begged you. And this is my big question: Why? Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, either you're a rugby league purist, or you're some kind of masochist. I, I can't purist. work it out. You've I hope you're the former. About rugby league in the first one. Which okay, is why you got so much? Uh, yeah, I copped a bit of shit over that. Not, not from me, listeners. <laughs> I'll also let you know. But then I, but I did then spend I, half the episode talking about me at episode, the supermarket. It was warranted. Yeah, but the second episode, you talked half of what you talked about was just that the fact that you're now talking about rugby league. And I was like, who the fuck gave him feedback? It was a terrible idea. Uh, but yeah, I should work in a vacuum. That's yeah. one of my, my best. I'm a fan of TVT. It's, it's a pleasure to be here. Oh, I'm a fan of SBF. Who won in 2001? That'd be the uh, Newcastle Knights. Know, knocking over the Parramatta ma- Eels, mm, who I think statistically, I could be proven wrong here. No, you're right. Was one of the most dominant seasons ever. Best attacking season ever. There you go. And they did leak some points. I think you're right. And then this is my, my uh, memory of it. They were great and amazing all up until the grand final where Jason Taylor and Michael Butner suddenly couldn't tackle Ben Kennedy and the whole thing was destroyed. Ben Kennedy, phenomenal in that game in that season. And, and so was A. Johns. And, yes. And um, Jason Taylor was distant and I think hooked. I think he might have got hooked. Oh, uh, so another great podcast because I'm all about uh, – it's another advert paid, paid by uh, NRL Boom Rookies – they did a they did a um, episode about the greatest games ever, and they did that grand final, and I and I didn't know why they would choose that one because it's really not a great game. The, the Knights fucking the scoreline looks close, but really the Knights thrashed yeah. them and and Paramount. What was it like twenty four nil at half time or eighteen yeah, yeah, twenty four six or twenty four nil? Yeah, and then and then they come back and I think the score is twenty four twenty uh, sorry twenty four eighteen. And they're the Parramatta is down by six at the end of the game, but they score in the in literally the last minute, so yeah. they need to kick off and score again. It's a charitable scoreline. Yeah, and 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 I was listening to another podcast, a Parramatta a Knights podcast, where they. A whole bunch of players from that were talking about how they, they literally clocked off and they were watching the scoreboard the whole time going, we don't care. It's not about the yeah. for and against as long as we win. Yeah. And so the boom the boom rookies insisted that I watch it again before I listen to the episode. And and it's depressingly... Well, the first half is incredible. Mm. But it's depressing as a, as a grand final because it's... It's over by halftime. Yeah, which is similar to how I felt about your grand final against... Melbourne. Yeah, in yeah. 2018. As just, a fan, you don't give a shit. You're like... Make it sixty nil. I don't yeah. care. You just want to win. Yeah. But if I if I wasn't involved in that grand final, I completely understand how that would be deflating. Now I'm going to do a, a big tea here and take a piss oh, because I've been I holding on. So please, can you fill the air for me? That'd be fantastic. <coughs> in what year did Latrell Mitchell debut for the Sydney Roosters? Everyone, fourteen, fifteen, or sixteen? I would have thought it was earlier than sixteen, but there you go. It's sixteen. In a, if a deliberate forward pass, oh, this is so good. If a deliberate forward pass results in a penalty, 
What is the result of an accidental deflection? Is it a free kick, scrum, or penalty? I bet you don't know. I bet. In fact, I'm not even going to tell you. Which team... Excuse me. What team did the Magpies play against in three successive grand finals? Really? The Magpies are in three grand finals. The Magpies played against three con- in three consecutive grand finals in 61, 62, and 63. It was against the Dragons. Okay, and this fucking legend, who was the first captain of the Melbourne Storm? Glenn Lazarus. Now, Amor and I were talking earlier about how easy it is to divorce people from their well, from their art. We were really talking about um, Michael Jackson and, and how you can divorce his amazing music from his thing. But Glenn Lazarus, how easy is it for you, Eamon, to, to divorce his incredible playing career from his bizarre political career? His Palmer United mm. uh, days. Mm. I can do that quite easily because I think the Palmer United days were a very flash-in-the-pan thing where, as uh, you know, Glenn Lazarus as a rugby league player, I mean, look, he travelled all over the country winning premierships wherever he went, didn't he? Yeah. Canberra, Brisbane and Melbourne. Mm. Pretty good effort. Name the years, you motherfucker. <laughs> uh, well, I know he won uh, in 99 for Melbourne. Let's go backwards. Okay. okay. Well, and I'll give you that one as well. Where is 99? Here? 99. So, yeah. He His did... final game ever in rugby league, 99. 99, yeah. So, he did really well there. Um, then it would have been Brisbane uh, before that, I would have thought. I think he won... What in... was the year, not what was the team? I'll say 92-93. He was a part of that. And I'd say maybe he was a part of the 94 Canberra side. That's my guess. So hold on. You think he did 92-93 in Brisbane and then went back to Canberra in 94? Have I got it the you wrong way around? To, I'm trying to, I'm trying to yeah, maybe around. I've got the wrong way around. So you got 93. He won in Brisbane, 93. Great. You already got... Yeah, maybe he was in Canberra actually in not 89. Maybe. Not maybe. That makes more sense. He was in Cameron 89, but also you also forgot one, which means I get one, which is Oh, is that 97? 90. He wins one with Canberra in 90. Oh. 90. You know your Lazarus. Oh, I just know my grandfather. You know, you, you know your brick with eyes. Fuck, I love that. I mean, Ryan HG, can we, can we spend some time on Ryan HG? Please do. Again, no rugby league agenda. This is going to come out on after Monday, but... This could come out tonight, mate. This could come or don't. Because well, I don't do much editing. Have <laughs> <laughs> you've noticed? Okay. Well, if this comes out before, if this comes out before. Well, when do you put in the? Oh, if yeah. someone doesn't tell you when to do them, man, when do you know no, how to do them? I mean, that's it's literally the only part of editing that's usually done <laughs> every thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah, about about here. Yeah. I said something vaguely offensive. Open up a can. <laughs> and then I said, uh, so on Monday night. On Monday, the whatever of whatever. What month are we in? Oh, mate, we're in May. You've yeah, had way too much tawny. Yep. So on Monday, the wait for it, eighteenth, the ABC has an Australian story on Ron HG. So fucking get around Ooh, that. I didn't yeah, have get around to do that with business. it. Is yeah. another ad for the ABC for everybody who's whatever. Yeah. I love Roy and HG. They are so fucking great. So they still have a TV. Uh, they still have a a radio program called. The uh, something the blind side, lazy on the blind side. Oh yeah, I think you're right. Bludging on the blind. Bludging side. on the blind side. Yeah, and it's fucking hilariously amazing. And um, y- 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 y'all should get around it. But the um, 
the all their nicknames. The, the, I think I like State of. Uh, there's a very good chance I like rugby league this much because of their commentary of State of Origin. How good was it? It's I, iconic. It's actually a genuine Australian icon. And I don't know how to divorce my because it's all about your childhood and 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 all the shit that you you did before you realised you were really thinking that's impacting you now. And that I, I listened to them like I distinctly remember going out of my way and my family going out of the way to make sure that we listened to them while that happened. And so obviously that had some kind of like, this is important, you know, we go out of our way for this. And so um, the, the brick, someone like the Brickwell's Eyes or Samantha or Backdoor Benny, all of these little nuances that <laughs> have been Benny. told to me that, yeah, that are important. Yeah, and tell me yours in a moment. But my favourite uh, nickname for me was uh, Terry Hill, which they, who they called Fizzer Hill. And any time he got the ball, regardless of what he was doing, whether or not it was scoring a try, doing something good or making a mistake, they would commentate the game as though the play had broke down because he was a bit of a hog with the ball. No. So they every time he got the ball, there were times when he'd scored in state of origin and they didn't call it. They went, ah, oh, Fizzer Hill's got it and yeah, the ball's just broken down there. And that's how they'd end it. Fuck, really? They committed to the bit. To that degree, where they, love them so they, much. they didn't call the try, which is a great effort. And for the record, uh, thank you, T, for more Tawny. I oh, appreciate it's that. It's your Tawny. It's not so much a nickname, but they, they once said, um, he's humping the ground really well this game. <laughs> and they were talking about that time, particularly in the 80s and 90s, where you get tackled and then you'd kind of flail The Michael like Hancock. Yeah. yeah. And he and they talked, they, they referenced that like it was a real manoeuvre and they said it so straight-faced and I remember it. I remember distinctly where I was in my house, laughing so hard that I collapsed. Um, <laughs> you off collapsed the couch, off the couch. You had a stroke because as a that kid, is extreme comedy. Because as a kid, like humping something was a joke. You yeah. know what I mean? Like just yeah. sex. If someone said sex or weed, you'd laugh. Yeah. And so the fact that they deadpan said he's like he's doing that really well on the on the field. I saw that and 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 visualized that and and just. Thought that was the funniest fucking thing, and even to this day, it's still one of the funniest things. Because even as an adult, looking at that, yes, he's yes, he's humping the ground. Jeez, he's doing a great job of humping the ground. It's a very, it's a very but funny. It's, it's a call. literal. If you were an alien that landed on Earth and you, and you happened a, to land on Stadium, it, yeah. it, it, how could you describe Michael Hancock? Yeah. in 1994, mm. he's humping the ground as well he? as he can. Exactly. Maybe that's what it was. He's in fact, the he's well doing well he the turf over. Yeah. He's been aggressive. Yeah. It was brilliant. It was such a fucking... F- uh, and, and no one had ever kind of said it. I mean, maybe there was another thing. It was an unsaid thing about how stupidly... I mean, it's not sexual, but it's kind of... Like just, it was such oh, a it's a bit sexual. Natural. Let's be honest. Well, once you say it is, it is. But before that, it's kind of like... You know, what, what is that guy doing? Oh, yeah. Now, now that you say that, it There's does no look vaguely... There's a woman sitting there going, geez, I'd like to be... Ooh, well, I mean, Hancock's got the... Uh, I wish I was that hunk of turf on yeah. the 20-metre line. <laughs> Under that hunk of... Oh, she can give me a quick play of the ball anytime. Have you seen Men of Rugby League? Uh, I've seen Med play Rugby League. Does that count? It's a Twitter account. Okay. No, I don't know it. And it is just an account that posts pictures of sexy rugby league men. Really? That's and, probably why I haven't seen it. But And I can tell you... Who tops the as list? As a straight man, it's a great... Account. There's Eamon Brown feature. Not yet. Okay. Well, there's, I've still Took got a few time. photos while you were in the bathroom. I think it'll be up there <laughs> That's soon. It. They're my fav- it's my favourite angle. That me. The, the flaccid urination. 
<laughs> full of terps. Yeah. Uh, it's where I'm at my best. <laughs> and then I <laughs> and then I and then I turn around and look at the camera, a bit sheepish. Ah, oh, didn't see you there. Oh six. <laughs> Who won an 06? That would be the Brisbane Broncos knocking over the You're Melbourne Storm. You're very good at this. Yeah, I, I, that was a great... I actually think that was an amazing grand final that does not get talked about enough. Darren Lockyer, right? Darren Lockyer was amazing. Mm. But it was the young Melbourne Storm, the big, the big four at that stage, versus this institution, which had been the Brisbane Broncos for so mm. many years. But at the end of its institution, like the Brisbane Broncos dynasty was kind of waning a little bit. And they met at this time and the Brisbane Broncos were just too good for them at that stage. But mm. you could see this Melbourne Storm was going to be a player for the next 10, 15 years. You could sort of sense that. And it's the first, I mean, kind of, it's the first all-Queensland grand final. I mean, they don't say that, that annoyed 2015, me. but it yeah. is... Um, no, you're right. That uh, annoyed me. And that's the thing that probably escapes history, the fact that we don't include Melbourne Storm as a Queensland team, when, of course... It virtually is. It's it's sourced from the Queensland Cup. I'm reading a fantastic book at the moment called Mister Mister Messi. No storm. Or have you still you're still working on that one, Mister Messi? I got a, a spoiler alert. He doesn't stop being messy. <laughs> I'm actually amazingly reading two books at the moment. I sound like Amy simultaneously. No, I sound like Xander Rosotto at the moment. Yeah, good on Xander. Because, Big shout out to Xander because union players, union fans would read two books at once. But um. <laughs> I'm reading one by Patrick, insert last name here, about Olsen Filipino, who's a Bowman player and also a New Zealand rep and a fucking fantastic book. And uh, all about the early 80s. I didn't know anything about it. Is that a genuine surname or was he just from the Philippines? No, he's from New Zealand. Okay, cool. Yeah, I didn't I, know if you were being cool. kind of quasi-racist yeah, or not. Well, that's I, I'm on your show, so you'd assume of so. Of course. But, the, um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the, the other one he's I'm from, reading... He's Andy <laughs> Philip, <laughs> Filipino. <laughs> <laughs> Can't remember his surname. Filipino, something. <laughs> fucking, fucking anchovy. Views our own. And the, the other one I'm reading about, I think it's called Storm Cloud, and it's by the guy who does sport for the ABC. And he's he's written a great one about. He's the only person who's ever written a book about the storm fucking the the the, the salary cap. The salary cap. Fucking hell! I'm in the drunk or else. We've had a salary few. cap. No, mate, we've had a few. Anyway, um, and in that, he talks about whatever we were talking about before I started telling you this thing. <laughs> who won in 95? 85? 95. 95. That'd be the Bulldogs. Yeah. Knocking out. That was the Terry Lamb grand final. I thought we'd done that one. Well, we hadn't. I'll tell you what, I'm going to pull one out. 2014, mate. I've got, so I've got in my hand. 2014 is the first time South's won in 135 yeah. years. And it was their 21st grand final. And obviously, Sam Burgess gets his fucking face cracked. But as my friend, at the time I was on the big time South bandwagon. Hmm. But my friend of mine, Fats, he, um, Fat Dave, remind me about the nickname in a sec. He, he was somewhat pro Bulldogs and he was like, fuck all of this. Why are we ringing a bell? Why are we doing all this shit? Like no one else gets this shit. What the fuck is South getting? Hmm. And everyone else swept up in that South yeah. vibe that they were happy to cop all of that. Uh, but, uh, but Fat Dave was like, no, fuck this shit. Well, I mean... And again, people are going to go, well, it's coming from the mouth of a, of a Roosters fan. Mm. So, fair enough. But I've never seen a grand final build-up be so one-sided. It was be, before the grand final, the ball had been kicked off. Mm. It was a an audit of how good Souths are and why they should win. Mm. You've never get that before a grand final. No. I know it had been a long time since they'd won one and 
the heart of the league and they've been booted out of the comp. There's a lot of narrative there. But but Channel 9 really went to town yeah. on the on that fact. And I don't know. I mean, as a, as a person who didn't have a dog in a race, excuse the pun because the dogs are in it, um, mm. I remember thinking, oh, it's a bit much. I'd prefer just to sit back and watch two teams contest mm. the NRL grand final. And But as, as you said, the Sam Burgess incident made the story kind of glorious, didn't it? Mm. The fact that he... He busted his uh, his cheekbone and his eye socket, and and I've actually heard him describe it before. He said he'd feel his face bouncing around. Oh my! God. I mean, this that description's amazing, isn't it? That's and he goes, nice. they came on. The trainer said you need to go off, and he goes, it's it's all right, mate. I feel my face be- bouncing around, but I'll let it go for a bit and see how. And so he let it go for a bit, and after five minutes, he went, I think I can cop my face bouncing around. It was untethered. And that's a weird thing to think about, right? It feels like your face is not tethered to your skull. And not only did he continue to play, this is the great thing that is the game of rugby league, Clive Churchill, Mm. man of the match, grand final. I mean, you can't, that stuff that's in folklore and it's why I love the game. I know that South Sydney won it and they're our arch rivals. And you used the word glory before. I know, I know. (laughs) I feel like I'm a convert or something, but... Uh, it, it just again is just another testament to how good the game is, mm. you know that. And there was a point apparently that James Graham came up to him and a fellow Englishman, probably the second or third best forward to ever play in the NRL, and he said to him genuinely, "Mate, you you seriously hurt. You should go off." This is like one opposition forward to another. Mm. Apparently, Sam Burgess said, "Fuck off," mm. <laughs> and he kept playing. Yeah, I mean that's rugby league in a nutshell, yeah. isn't it? And the other, the almost opposite thing to that is same teams, but um, Liam Knight playing for the for South Sydney Rabbitohs. Liam Knight playing his debut, and um, and Jake Travojevic, who's a friend of his, is playing against him for with Manly, and and they have a kick through, and Jake Travojevic runs past him and says, "You're having a great game, keep going." What lets him through? No, like the, there's a kick through. So, so Jake's running past him for whatever yeah. reason, and he says to Liam, You're "Having a great game, keep going." That's how good a bloke he is. Yeah, it's Liam's first game. He's just like, he's doing really well. <laughs> Those Trebovichs. I've said this to big shout that. out to Media Watch Mario, who who's a regular uh, of late on the panel. He's a massive Manly fan, but I've said to him, and he doesn't buy this yet. I said, if I was a Manly fan, I'd be already putting the statues up. Yeah. Uh, for the Draboyevich brothers. They and bought it, an eight-year contract or something crazy. Like They are going to be the Steve Menzies of that club. Like They are no doubt, they're that good. And, they, and they've got so much of their career to go. This is what people don't realise. They go, yeah, Draboyeviches, they're good. Mate, they've got like, they're not even halfway through yet. They could be better than... They could be better than... Menzies. Menzies, imagine that. They could be better than Cliffy, Tuvi. I mean, this is a proud tradition. Combined. What, okay, I'm going to ask you another question here because I am supposed to be playing host, but this isn't a genuine episode, so it's hard for me to do that. But how do you feel about uh, players that transcend the club? So there are some players mm. that I really enjoy and I like, but they play for clubs that I've generally not liked. So an example would be Steve Menzies playing for Manly. I, I grew up in the... The 90s and the Manly, Manly Seagulls are a great team. They're invariably beating my team, the Roosters. 
And but I always loved Steve Menzies. Do you have an example of someone that? All, all of them. You're asking the wrong guy. I love because you're just like Mister Fucking. I love yeah, everyone. Don't I fucking, you? Yeah. Who do you hate then? Let's ask that question. Dad said, "Don't." You love Dylan Walker. I I don't hate Dylan Walker. Okay, I tried to I tried to do a bit of a gotcha moment there. Yeah, I mean, I love you. You sailed through trouble, it beautifully. I have trouble divorcing people from their thing, and I don't like I don't like what he did with his partner. He wasn't convicted of anything, but I don't like any of that. And, Allegedly, and, views are alright. Yeah, thank you for saying it for me. And and Adam Fanua and Blake obviously also did shit stuff allegedly that you know that that I don't mm. I, I'd like and. And if any of them did any of that, or or, or think that any of that's a good idea, I th- you know, uh, then I would I would change my perspective on them. But uh, anytime you listen to them off the field, so many of them have been through so many things, and mm. it's it's really hard to. I don't know any of them. I'm ha- I'm happy to judge people on how they play on that game at that time, and then the moment that game's finished, I'm happy to also just wipe that clean and and then go again. At the moment, and you're and a very also, good man, a big T, which is why obviously I invite you on the on the forum. But before we I probably I feel like I haven't got a timer here, but I feel like we've probably gone a, a good amount of time. Before we go, I can't have you on and you not tell the listeners about Sports Press Friends, about Chasing Kangaroos, about yourself. You know, let's finish off with you and your relationship to rugby league. You're obviously you bleed rugby league. People may not know this, and I only know this because Big T told me in confidence, which is why I'm broadcasting it right now. We're gonna, I'll hit the. <laughs> It's that you had a, a very brief moment in history where you may have fallen out of love with rugby league. Is that right? Yeah, no, I think I've said that before on record. So yeah, we went through we went through uh, through 1999. I went to every home um, game in, at Leichhardt, and then and then 2000 we went through a merge thing, and I didn't watch us from I didn't watch any rugby league. I don't think from o from 2000 to 03, and just watched rugby union. And you converted. You went to the other side. And I don't think, I don't think I'd ever watched rugby union before. No, I watched it in ninety. I watched it in ninety nine because of that World Cup. Yeah, we were good then. Yeah, and then and then we were we were good through all those noughties. Um So you just didn't take the merger well. I didn't. So you're take, always a Tigers fan. I didn't take rugby league well. I I just don't think that whole that whole thing was an absolute stitch up. And then, um, so o two to o three, I gave myself a break and 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 threw myself in a rugby union and and from ninety nine to o three, there were two World Cups. So pretty much from the World Cup in France where we won to the o three one that I think was in England, and and we played England and mm. and we lost the Johnny Wilkinson field goal. Yeah, um, not that I know about Union. <laughs> yeah, Xander would be proud, but I. Uh, it's all Xander's fault. I all of that happened, and then o four. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't what know. Brought you back, mate. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to think of just then. I don't. I was trying to hope that the 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 twenty four would help me, but I don't know what. I mean, it was enough time, right? Like it was. I mean, I still followed us. I knew what was happening, but I just didn't. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened. But the, anyway, by oh four, I was back and 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 had that was enough time away, and hmm. I'd finished enough and 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 had punished <laughs> punished the tigers enough <laughs> by me not turning up and and it was a blessing because really f- fuck if i'd if i'd missed oh five through spite oh i would you'd never, never have forgive yourself i did say wouldn't have so um is that is that what you want me to yeah say? i mean look we all have those <laughs> moments in life where we don't forgive ourselves i mean i backed over a 78 year old woman and uh i it was fled COVID. she was i fled the was... in a way it was a mercy killing i mean not, she didn't know that she was able-bodied. 
when I hit her. But uh, that's she the can't. way I rationalise it to myself. But no, I am interested because as as a man, that's never like I haven't ever turned my back on league, but I understand. Oh, that felt like a slap. No, I, honestly, I, I don't want that to be the case because I was going to say that you've had it. Uh, you were supporting a team which merged, and I've never been through that. Mm. And I've always wondered how I would have reacted mm. if the Roosters had merged. And it could well have been the Roosters. It, 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 it's just a, mm. a moment in time. And I, I think I might have been in the camp that went, oh, fuck this. That's my team. It's gone. Mm. I may have walked away for a while as well. Because the other issue that I had was I was following the Bears as well as the Tigers. So I grew up with a, living in Balmain, constantly went to Leichhardt, watched those games. Particularly in 99, I was a teenager and so I was taking myself to those games. And then the other part of me that loved the Bears, you know, was also there. And so mm. both of them disappeared. And so there was a, there was a lot of fucking... Double Emmy. Yeah. and I that, love the Bears too. Yeah. I feel like they're a lot of people's second favourite team is the Bears. I don't, mm. I don't know if that's accurate. It's not data, but it's just people that I speak to and it's anecdotal. Sure, data. Fuck. It's not I know. Data. Let's dig it out. Where's Middleton? We don't have the budget for no, it. No, you said data. It's data. Oh, you're actually criticizing the way I, I said that. I don't think I could hear you until about 13 seconds ago. Now this, <laughs> now this headphone's working. I feel like I'm probably shouting. Do you know the what? There is a dodgy uh, head, headphone jack there. So that's probably I what it is. I just fixed it. Uh, <laughs> but the Tigers, are, the, the Tigers are, have... My kid now, in fact, at Littlest, he goes to a daycare center literally across the road from Leichhardt. And I've never felt like a better parent <laughs> Than that, because he and I go before COVID. He and I would go there almost every afternoon into that oval, uh, and and spend some time in the grass. And and it's 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 like at the risk of saying like an absolute fuckwit. It's like incredible. Please risk it's like, it. It's like spiritual. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. The grass feels. I mean, there's a council there making it feel incredible. So he he won't. He doesn't know how incredible it is. I'm sitting there just like trying to breathe it in. But to show him later, him on like touching the goalposts and shit like that, mm. he's. Uh, I'm assuming he's going to be a rugby league fan, and he's going to fucking <laughs> thank me. He'll have than, no choice in the matter. Yeah, yeah, he'll. It just. Can you imagine that? Like, uh, uh, yeah, it's just going to be unreal. It's Honestly, I think I I think you should leave that there because you've kind of encapsulated what rugby league means to people. Who wins in 03? No, no, not 03. Yeah, it's a bad year. What's the one that you won? 2002. Who won in 2002? Maybe the Roosters. And that was Freddie Fittler's last one. A fucking great grand final. In fact, 01, 02, 03. What a great time. Yeah, it was his last grand final win anyway. He, he played on to 04. But, but you've uh, got Girdler and Guy. You've got Johns. You've got Fittler. You've got everyone running around in, in the late or early noughties. Yeah. Late 90s. And yeah. fucking Fred. I just love that we did that. That Johns gets one. Freddie gets one. Girdler, Gower gets one. Hey, Freddie Lockyer. That's my tip. They're the next Immortals. Before we go, mate, I want you to tell the TVT listeners where can they listen to your uh, amazingly sexy dulcet tones. So just, obviously, you've got that one eight hundred kind of sex hotline <laughs> thing, but that's not what Don't we're waste talking your money. about. Don't worry about that. It's it's eight dollars a minute. What a <laughs> fucking rip! And it's only about the two thousand and five. That's all. So. All it is is big T doing a, a rebirth of the commentary of 05. I mean, sure, I've ejaculated, but that's not what it's about. Marshall um, skips away. Marshall skips away. <laughs> Marshall's still going. Uh, now, where can we hear you? Obviously, you've got Sports Best Friends and Chasing Kangaroos. We'll finish with that. Best friends. I mean, Chasing Kangaroos is... Fuck, I would have shouted the entire episode. Fuck this. Uh, Chasing Kangaroos is Michael Carboni's 
baby and I'm a fan that just is on it sometimes. And so thanks to him, I also now get to talk to the vice president of, of Filipino. Mr. Filipino. Yeah. And uh, I've put together a, an episode about New Zealand. and uh, That's great. Fuck, I'm actually talking to Petro Sivanaseva on, on Monday. No way. Yeah, you you wait until the dying minutes <laughs> yeah. to mention that. That's a, that's amazing. Yeah. And um, another amazing thing is Nigel Vangana also just oh. cold, cold messaged me the other day. Hey, Big T, I've just heard you've got a podcast. You want to talk about Stitch Up? That I is so good. It's fucking crazy. So, so Chasing Kangaroos is great. It's Michael Carboni. He's, he's the real uh, engine behind it. And I'm the I'm the Xander Risotto of chasing kangaroos, so uh, I, it's great to be a part of. So and, you're the beating heart of the show, then. Yeah, sure. And uh, I'm the one who talks about something else while everyone's trying to talk about rugby league, and um, and and sports preferences. Me just talking about how great Twitter is, and and I just talk about how how here, here's all the things that I've seen on Twitter this week. That's that's great. Are, are you ever going to get um, you know the, the the doctor on again and Maddie Boom and uh, Pat and yeah. I mean that crew. I'm not speaking out of turn here. That was like a family. People love those, love that crew. Um, are you ever going to get them back together as a band? Yeah. So, or we um, just have to hear their classic hits. Yeah. So, so COVID didn't make that easy, but also they don't listen to this episode. So, really, they were asking for too much money, and I said no. <laughs> no, they. Uh, the problem we had was that chasing kangaroos asked me on, and and also none of them did anything for the show. Yeah, it was. I mean, you know, you're a fucking host. Yeah, I, know. I had I I made the show, and then they turn up like like they were some fucking movie stars, and just so oh, this is what I thought. I watched the game. Here's what I thought. And yeah, well, fuck with you. No, so I would love to do episodes with those guys again. I see them all the time, and and yeah. and um, they they really also want to get on again. So it's just a matter of COVID finishing. Mercho Mercho is now signed. To, to chasing kangaroos and so when he, he <laughs> signed like, how good's that it's <laughs> the contract it's down in ink and none of that's true I just that was a rugby league way of I loved it, about it. So, I loved it and so we just need to find some, I mean they should all come here you've got excellent microphones I mean you should yeah. inherit Pat Picanti she's the greatest personality on rugby league and she's got no one to talk to I've spoken to her once on the show I know and she it was, was a great absolutely amazing mm. and on I mean that genuinely mm. yeah no, she was uh, I could tell the passion for rugby league came out of her voice. Mm. I could feel, I could sense that. So, uh, so yes. Yeah, so, sports best friends at the moment is still going to be stuck in its its uh, flight pattern of, of doing rugby league crap that I can do them in my car, and then um, <laughs> not while you're driving. <laughs> no, no, it's stationary in a in a garage. So okay. All right, I've got. It's great. Sound. I'm on the freeway. I'm on the M4. We're going at 120, and I've got a Brisbane Bronco fan on. <laughs> No, so you have the, the 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 luxury of having it in your lounge room, but but I live in a in a world with a child, so I have to do all of my crap in a car. Yeah, and because uh, there's no outside sound. No, I get it. That makes sense. Um, but that's what's happening with that. That was the longest answer to. It was supposed to be a short answer. <laughs> Big T, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the voluntary tackle today. Uh, this is a drunken session. We've had plenty to drink. I hope we can drink a bit more tawny after we. We exit the uh, the show, but look, who won in two thousand and seven? That would be the Melbourne Storm. They First beat Manly. Yeah, Brett Stewart got knocked out cold by Croker oh, or Crocker, I should great say. Detail. So until next time, just do what Greg McCullum would do, and massage a woman to sleep with his furry beard. See you next time. <laughs>